0: You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape. This is podcast episode number 224. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape up secrets I use along with training, nutrition and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, part two of how to eliminate carb cravings, part two and even more tips to improve your fat loss and metabolism, and what is the missing link for your motivation and how do you get it and keep it? A few little announcements here. Um, Remember that you can always get all of this information at the Fit Girl Guide dot blogspot.com website that supports this podcast and you can also find it at fitnessmakeover.com. those are always the main websites for this podcast um, also letting you know that there's a survey that I had sent out to a bunch of you and if you didn't get it or if you um, haven't had the chance to do it go ahead and get over to either one of those websites fitnessmakeover.com or the fit girl guide and uh, make sure you do it because I need your input we've been developing a whole bunch of different prop. Uh, projects. And that's partly why uh, I haven't been able to get these podcasts out as regularly as I would like to. I mean, ideally, they would be every single week. But um, wow, it's been one thing or another. And there's certainly a lot going on. So we basically need to kind of figure out which project we want to prioritize, especially with the summertime coming up. So what's going to help you out the most? Now, uh, I know that a lot of people seem to have issues with motivation, and we're going to talk about that um, in our motivation segment today as well. Makeover.com site, you can link to the pro shop, and we've had a really great response for the jewelry that we are starting um, with, and we have a couple other pieces coming in. should be this week or next week. I'm really excited about them because they kind of signify everything that I'm always thinking and always telling my clients, and now I can kind of share it with everyone. Uh, The dumbbells, the little silver dumbbells, really cute on necklaces and bracelets and earrings and just, you know, people really like them a lot. And um, the next thing coming in is about strength. And that's going to tie into our strongandpowerful.com website, which right now is just kind of basic, but we've got a whole lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on with that. And that's a really interesting site. If you want to contribute to it, just send me an email. And basically, it's a self-esteem, self-confidence, and also anti-bully website. So basically, our goal is to not only get kids but also adults The mindset so that they understand their self-worth and that they don't let anyone take advantage of them. So we have actually a group of people that we're working on that, um, along with a sports conditioning program for kids. So that's only a little piece of what else is going on. So if you haven't already checked out the jewelry, go ahead and hit it over there um, because it's really neat. And keep in mind with Mother's Day coming up really, really soon, uh, these are a great way to show your workout mom or even just your friends or whatever uh, that you support their exercise and their efforts and, you know, maybe even for yourself because I know I have my own, I have a bracelet, I have a monomone necklace that I wear almost every single day too. So, you know, sometimes it's just a reward for yourself and that is a great reminder of what your goals are. Now in nutrition, last time we were talking about ways to help you eliminate carbohydrate cravings. And I know this can be um, a sore spot for a lot of people because a lot of times the cravings come and you don't really know why. And we're doing our best to help you figure out, number one, why, which is usually your eating habits. And then number two, if it's not that, what other nutrients or um, things you can add to your eating plan to help you cut down those carbohydrate cravings. Now, this is part two, so if you missed part one, definitely go back and check it out because it was all about different supplements that can help you with the carb cravings. This time around though, we're gonna talk more about metabolism-related ways to cut your cravings and uh, some food-related ways to cut your cravings. So the first way is basically just increasing your flavors with spices and sauces. And there's a lot of spices and sauces out there that have very little calories or no calories at all. So basically, if you have a lot of sugar and processed foods, then those are the things that are going to make you crave more sugars and processed foods, which will definitely increase your need and desire for carbohydrates. So that would be your first step to watch that kind of thing. So when we talk about adding spices, what kind of spices would we add to foods that would help with cravings? Well, there's a lot of them. So I'm going to actually put the whole list on the blogspot, thefitgirlguide.blogspot.com so that you can check all of those out. And we'll go over, you know, a few of them here. Um, now, not only are these going to help with the carb cravings, but they're also going to help with just, well, the good taste of the food. So the first one would be vanilla, cinnamon, mint, um A lot of berries and cherries will actually help with that. Uh, Nutmeg, cloves, garlic, onion, all those nice smelly ones. Different citrus and vinegars. Uh, Let's see, coriander, cumin, turmeric. I mean, some of these you probably use regularly and some of them you don't or maybe never heard of. Uh, It's definitely easy to add cinnamon to a lot of different foods. And same thing with vanilla. You can actually use a little bit of vanilla extract in either your um, baking or your oatmeal or all sorts of different foods that you might be eating. And same thing with mint. I mean, you could throw that on top of a um, baked potato and uh, of course include it in your pasta. So all of these things are very easy when you think about it to add to your foods. And if it's going to give you that extra little edge so that you can eliminate your carb cravings and stay on your program or just you know, keep yourself in control of your blood sugar levels, that's going to be incredibly beneficial. So start keeping an eye out for these different things that you might add to your salad or uh, to your pasta or to your lunch or you know, whenever you can get it in. Now, there's um, some other substitutions for carb cravings. So, for example, if you had a craving for salty foods, like uh, chips or pizza, you may be low in tryptophan or chloride. So what you're gonna wanna do is eat cheese, fish, um, sweet potatoes, spinach, sea salt. These are all things that are high in those levels. So start associating, okay, chips and pizza, I might need to eat cheese, fish, spinach, sea salt. I mean, that's a little easier to get because it's salty and you know that all of those things are a little bit salty. Now, if you crave chocolate, you may need additional magnesium or zinc in your diet. Now, if this is the case, then you probably need to add some of the dark chocolate into your eating plan. So opt for the 70% or higher for the dark chocolate. And if you have a craving for sugars and bread, you might actually be dehydrated. And that's always a good trick to do if you are trying to watch what you're eating is to drink a big glass of water rather than eat something and see if that fills you up. A lot of times it does. Now, when you hydrate, you can also add a little bit of citrus to your water. Um, And that could be lemon, that could be lime, that could be orange, um, any of those. And that way, you know, any kind of light fruit is going to help get you to drink your water. Because sometimes, let's face it, the water is pretty boring by itself. So a little citrus is going to help you out with that too. Now, if you are craving fatty foods... You definitely want to make sure your meals are going to be combinations of your proteins, your carbs, and your fibrous carbs, as well as some of the good fats, such as eggs, um, meat, nuts. I mean, even one slice of bacon, if you can handle that, um, with an egg or an avocado or even a piece of cheese. You know, These are all things that are more natural and healthy, and they're going to help prevent you from eating those processed fatty foods that will continue this downward spiral of um, carb craving. So the whole thing, whole idea is not only to get a handle on your carb cravings, but also to make sure that you have alternatives and ways to satisfy it if you need to and get in control of everything that you're eating. Now, a lot of people uh, crave sugar in the form of candy. And if you're one of those people, you might need some sulfur in your diet. Now, of course, all of these can be tested for, and you definitely don't want to add any supplements to your program until you talk to your doctor and get tested. to Make sure that you truly are deficient in certain things before you add more in. So if that's the case, if you like to to eat the sugar candy, and it's not just because it's a habit, if it's really a craving, then get some of the fibrous vegetables in your diet, uh, such as broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts, certainly add some garlic and onion when you're cooking them because those are also things that are going to help with the cravings. So these are all great ways to go ahead and you know use real food to not only make you healthier, but to also eliminate some of those carb cravings. Now you also want to eliminate processed foods as much as possible and you would want to replace those with foods that are a low glycemic, and there's indexes out there to tell you which is which, but you know, for the most part, if you're having a whole lot of processed carbs, then you are definitely going to keep craving them, and it's a vicious cycle that is very hard to get out unless you take some of these steps. Now, eating a lot of these carbs, or too many of them, can actually change your brain structure actually done research and it actually does show that there are some differences in your brain structure after eating a lot of uh, processed foods, processed carbs. And basically your neurons start to adapt and make you crave these carbohydrates constantly. So there's a lot going on and it's definitely one of those things if you can address it now obviously be better in the long run. And that that goes for for kids and other members of your family. And what ends up happening is these processed carbs are almost like drugs, you know, for your brain. And you have to have access to them because you're you're trying not to eat them, but you want them. And you're gonna end up getting withdrawal symptoms So basically, you definitely got to keep your eye on the processed carbs. Now, the solution is to not just completely eliminate, but to change them out. So in favor of the processed foods, you'd want to get some of the low glycemic foods, things that are high in proteins and healthy fats. And sure, it'll be hard at first, but you can retrain your taste buds and your brain um, to enjoy these foods just as much as the other ones. Plus, you know, you'll feel a lot better. Your head will be more clear. You'll have more energy. And as we all know, you'll probably lose some weight because you're going to be eating more healthy foods. Now, food was one aspect of this part. And now the second aspect is uh, your metabolism. And how does your metabolism process carbs? And why is it maybe making you uh, crave these carbohydrates? Now, there's something called metabolic flexibility. And that... Refers to your body's ability to burn fat and carbs for energy. And it's kind of something we take for granted because we're trying to do that all the time, right? Now, when it's ideal, you're going to have consistent energy and you're going to enhance your exercise capacity because you're going to have that food for energy. And it's also going to, therefore, make you lose some body fat. Because when everything's working right, then that's how it does. You know, your body works right. Your exercise is efficient. You, your body fat drops because your body doesn't need it anymore. Um, and everything works like it's supposed to. But how often does that happen, right? Now, when you are metabolically inflexible, your body is overwhelmingly adapted to carbs. And it's really unable to mobilize and use body fat. So in that respect, eating higher-carb, low-fat diet actually increases the inflexibility of your metabolism. And of course, if you're overweight, it's gonna be even worse. Now, I don't know if anybody does a lot of the high-carb, low-fat diets anymore. I think we kind of know that we all need that extra protein. But just in case, that's one of the things. Just because something's low-fat doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be a good choice. And when you are dealing with the low-fat and the high carbs, you're going to have blood sugar issues. And definitely, if you're not eating on a regular schedule, it's going to be even worse. And we know that when your blood sugar goes up and down, you store fat. It's just kind of that simple. So if you have a lot of high sugar carbs in your diet, you're going to continue to crave them because sugar really does have that addictive quality. And activating a sensation in your brain to, tells it it feels good and it feels like it's supposed to be doing this is going to make it worse. It's going to keep going. And like I said before, vicious cycle. You know, all these things are to help you break that because the more you know, the more chance you have to succeed. Well, the first tip would be to, well, avoid Carbohydrates and high sugar carbohydrates. I mean, that's kind of common sense, you know that. Um, and then, of course, emphasize your intake of protein and healthy fats versus high carbs and low fat. Now, you can definitely get your metabolism back to being a flexible, normal type metabolism, it's just obviously gonna take some work. So for people who are normal weight or close enough to your target weight, your ability to burn fat is actually increased when you eat, especially when you're eating a little bit of a higher fat, low carb diet. But that doesn't mean you wanna be strictly on that kind. Um, But in comparison to somebody who's overweight, their bodies don't adapt as easily. And they are actually metabolically inflexible and incapable of burning fat like they're supposed to be. So that's why it usually takes longer for them to really get to their target weight or very close to it. Now, of course, these can be changed with exercise and with eating, but changing your diet alone doesn't always help to adapt the body to burning fat. So one way, if you're overweight, that you can increase your fat burning is of course, exercise. And depending on your fitness history and levels, you, know, you would want that intense exercise like the sprints um, and weight training, You know, these explosive exercises. And those are the things that are gonna build up your metabolism and make you metabolically flexible so that you can process these foods correctly and burn fat as well. So another reason to turn to the weight training, even if you are significantly overweight, Remember, the added muscle may add some some weight on the scale, but your body's going to be smaller. And even more important, if you've been fighting dieting for a long time or too much cardio, then your metabolism's messed up and you need to do the strength training to help rebuild your metabolism and, and give that a makeover. Now, the last thing that you can do to help with the cravings is your insulin sensitivity. Now we know the insulin sensitivity goes hand in hand with the blood sugar levels and how your body processes all of that. Now, though, you know, insulin is not technically known as uh, appetite reducing hormone, but if you are insulin sensitive, that's kind of what happens to you. Now, if you're insulin resistant, as overweight people are often, um, it doesn't curb your appetite and you still feel hungry after eating a carb meal. So if that's you, not only do you have the uh, degree of insulin sensitivity that you're gonna need to work on and you're also gonna have to focus on your meal frequency. So easiest way to do this is to exercise with strength training, some cardio, uh, some sprints, eat a low carb diet and higher protein and healthy fats get a lot of those uh, fibers, vegetables in there as well, and make sure you have those meals on a schedule five to seven times a day, okay? And that way you're going to get control over your body and you're definitely gonna not have those cravings. And like anything else, there's that transition from when you start to when it starts to kick in to where it becomes more natural for you to eat a certain way. So you gotta make sure that you stick to it because it's worth it for the results. And your first week is probably always the hardest. And then your second week, you you have to push through and you're starting to see results. You're probably starting to feel better. Um, In the long run, all of these things are going to make it so that you can have permanent weight loss, you know, permanent body fat gone. Sure, you might go up and down a couple of pounds on the scale or maybe an inch here, uh, but you're not going to automatically gain a ton of weight like maybe you would have in the past. So focusing on these different elements along with some of the tips to keep you away from the carbs and to help eliminate the cravings is going to go a long way in getting you the body that you want. Now in training, we're going to continue with some more tips on how to improve your fat loss and your metabolism. That certainly ties into what we were just talking about with nutrition. Now, one of the things that you may or may not understand is that the Women's metabolism is different from a man's. I mean, we kind of know that, but it's not always really clear. And it can be kind of frustrating for women trying to lose body fat because a lot of the research on these different programs is done with men. So how do you figure out what you're supposed to do? Well, first of all, working out definitely is important for women as far as weight control and body fat because it teaches your body to increase The use of fat for energy. Otherwise, you know, how do you train your body? It's not going to learn. And exercise is what does that. Now, more importantly, your strength training, weight training, resistance training is what's going to give you a higher metabolism due to the added muscle. Remember, women don't have the same hormones that men have, so we're not going to get big and bulky unless you're specifically doing something, you know, as far as eating and your regimen and your training and all of that kind of stuff. It doesn't happen by accident, and there may be just a handful of people in the world that it does. So really, that should not be one of your concerns when it comes to resistance training or strength training. Now, the other thing with the metabolism is that at rest, women burn more glucose... From carbs for energy than men. Men actually burn more fat, but during exercise, women burn more fat than men. So you know we got the good side and the bad side. There's always a, a positive and a negative with everything. So whether you want to lose body fat or just be healthy, you definitely need to work out to improve your body's ability to use fat for energy, and that goes back to our met- metabolic flexibility, and. Again, since women burn better than men during exercise, why not do it? I mean, if that's one of your goals, you, you know you need to do it. And we can fine tune that even more. Now, the other thing about that metabolic flexibility, remember, is that it leads to better blood sugar management. It leads to um, better ways of your blood sugar not going spiking high and low. And when your blood sugar's in control, your energy's better, your attitude's better, uh, your fat loss is a lot easier. Now, there's one more aspect of this. This is actually the third one, that women who have done training, especially uh, strength training, appear to get better fat loss results from interval training, as far as sprints go, and slightly longer training sessions than men. So if you're doing sprints or interval training, you can actually last a little longer than than the men can. And I think we are kind of may have already addressed that, you know, women, I feel, are endurance animals, and men are more of your strength and power, and that's why women tend to go towards the cardio, because, you know, that's comfortable for us. We can sit on there all day. Um, Men like the strength training, because they're not comfortable with the cardio. They're not very good endurance athletes in general, Um, so that's kind of where you have to say, okay, if I naturally want to do this, I better also do that to balance it out, So if you're going to be doing interval training, sprint sprint interval training for fat loss, your ratios are going to be different than that of a man. So for example, you're going to have your intervals a little more moderate and longer. So for example, one to two minute intervals at say 80% of your maximum with a two to one or three to one work to rest ratio. So you're definitely going to have a a completely different uh, time structure for your sprints. Now, some scientists actually think that um, the reason why women do better is because their bodies rely more on aerobic pathways and they deplete ATP more slowly than men. Plus uh, women tend to recover faster and that's possibly due to the higher estrogen levels. I mean, recovery is very important. Otherwise, you know, if you can't recover from a workout, you can't continue to progress. So now that we're talking about recovery, let's go ahead and expand a little bit uh, more on that and how it differs for men and women. So the, obviously the metabolic differences that we just talked about, we understand that women can recover faster even when doing strength training. So there was a study that actually compared the effect of one, two, or three minute rest intervals in an upper body workout with the goal of it being to complete 10 reps per set for both men and for women. Now, the women in the study were able to complete significantly more repetitions than the men did, regardless of the rest interval used. Now, it didn't quite say what kind of pounders they were using, what percentage of their maximum or anything like that, but... You know, you only get what you get. So obviously, you know, women shouldn't try to do programs that are specifically designed for men. You know, we can experiment more with the shorter rest intervals, um, especially, you know, if you get, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and you're not getting the results that you expect or you want, I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into that as far as what you need to analyze, but the easiest thing is to cut back on your rest in between exercises and go a little bit heavier in your weight. And see what that does because for a lot of people that helps them spike up the metabolism and start to drop body fat again. Now there's also some evidence that women who are untrained recover even more slowly than men and may need longer recovery intervals until they gain that base level of strength and conditioning. So the better shape you're in the shorter your rest periods can be. Now, I know a lot of you are actually um, intermediate exercisers who are just not consistent. And so that may be the same for you as far as uh, the slower recovery when you get back into a program. But usually, since you have already have an exercise history, your body's going to bounce back very quickly. So maybe the first week, you have to go in with a little more rest, either during your workout or between your workouts. But after, after that, you're good. You're right back where you were. And... You can continue with the shorter rest intervals and the heavier weights, and it's all going to work much better for you. The last thing we're going to go over as far as uh, training tips for fat loss and to improve your metabolism is to remember that you cannot out-train a bad diet, meaning that you can't do a certain amount of training or a certain type of training to make up for poor eating habits or just bad choices in your food whether you're a man or a woman or whatever you know you can't change it out okay you can't say well I had a piece of cake so I'm going to go do some extra cardio it just really doesn't work that way have your cake enjoy it stay on your program now many people do make that mistake of thinking that they can eat what they want as long as they work out Um, but after a while you'll know after any length of time that you really can't do that because it either catches up to you, or you don't have enough energy, or you gain weight, um, you can't replace the one with the other, especially if you're trying to get yourself down in body fat. You know, if you, wear, if you are where you want to be and you can maintain it, then that's a whole different story, okay? I'm not going to say that it's good to eat a bad diet, but I'm just saying you have a little more liberty than someone who's trying to get to their target, set weight, um, and trying to change their metabolism. So, you know, it's one of those things. You've got to kind of buckle down for um, anywhere from one to three, four, five months, depending on how much you, know, you need to lose. And then you can maintain it. The maintaining is much easier if you have already learned the different basics that you need to do as far as your eating out of timing and your workouts and consistency and all that kind of good stuff. Now, your best solution is to you know plan out your nutrition around mostly whole foods and real foods. And that way... You can know how many carbs, fat, protein grams you're taking in. And then if you have to miss a meal or if you have to grab something on the go, it's not so detrimental because it might just be one little thing that you're doing that's a bad diet, but the rest of it is pretty good. And then that's kind of how my day usually goes. I mean most of the day is pretty planned as far as what I'm gonna eat, but Inevitably, there'll be a time where um, I run to Chick-fil-A with my daughter because she wants to have that more offer to something else. And I'm thinking, well, if I don't eat now, I'm not going to be eating the rest of the night. So, you know, something like that. And if you check that, the Chick-fil-A sandwich is uh, 420 calories. Yes, much higher in fat and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, again, when you're kind of eating with the plan all throughout the day, little things like that. Don't mess me up. I don't gain weight from them like I would have in the past, meaning like twenty years ago, um, because of the metabolism changes from the weight training. And I'll just tell you that when I switched over from not doing cardio all the time to just doing weight training, and I really tried to not do cardio at all because I really wanted to build up my metabolism, um, it was not easy. You know, you you want to do that cardio, you kind of crave it, but after a while, you realize that you're getting the results without doing the cardio. So it's not such a bad thing after all. Um, So remember, you're not always going to be perfect. But as long as you have a plan, you're going to be that much closer to being on schedule or having um, your ideal nutrients every day. So ultimately, when you have the right plan, you don't really even need to work that hard to eliminate body fat. And your training is definitely going to make a big difference. So I don't know about you. I'd rather do the right exercises and eat more than cut down on my calories and food and not exercise or do more cardio or whatever. I mean, it seems like sometimes people are much more apt to cut back on their food rather than their exercise or maybe both. I don't know. But I don't know about you. I would rather eat and train than than not so check out what you're eating and make sure you have a plan so that at least if you have to make some bad choices they're not going to be completely detrimental to your metabolism now when it comes to motivation that's one of those really intangible things Um, what does it mean to you it can mean something different to everyone You know, are you motivated to stick to a program? Are you motivated just to show up at the gym? Um, Some days you're more motivated than others. And how do you deal with that? Well, the biggest thing is obviously to have a plan, have a structure. That way, you know, okay, even if I have to do legs today and I don't feel good, I can do a little bit of something and that's still going to at least keep me on track and not throw off the whole schedule. Because sometimes, you know, when your schedule gets off, then it kind of all goes downhill. And then a week later, you're not going you haven't been to the gym you know so every little bit is going to help so even on those days where you just don't want to do it if it's scheduled for you go go to the gym or just stay at home and do something but at least get those muscles moving and that's going to help your motivation continue because after you're done you'll say hey you know what I didn't want to do that but I'm glad I did in the back of your mind your subconscious mind that will remember that and remember that, yes, it felt good. Yes, I was proud of myself. Um, the workout itself might not have been that great nor felt good. But, you know, you have that kind of an elevation in self-confidence, self-esteem, because you did something that you didn't want to that was good for you. And you can be proud of that. Now, I want you to give me some feedback here, besides just the um, survey that I want you to take to get some information. But I also want to find out what does motivation mean to you? What motivates you? Um, learning is something that motivates me and understanding is something that motivates me. So the more I understand and learn why I'm doing something and how it works, then I'm more apt to do it. And that's very true of exercise because, you know, there's a lot of those days that I don't feel good and I don't want to do it either, but I, I do know that if I go in there and just do some of it, some of the, some of the basics, then that's better than nothing and I'm still going to stay where I want to be. Now, some of the things we're developing as far as motivation goes is a couple of mindset courses that are pretty much based on the Mindset Makeover book, which is the motivation part of the Fitness Makeover Workshop. And what this does is um, helps you to figure out, okay, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? What am I saying to myself? How do I change that around? How do I make habits that are going to help support what I want? so that you can achieve things, not just in the gym or not just your weight, but just everything in general, because it all goes hand in hand. A goal is a goal, whether it's for weight loss or for um, achieving a certain financial status or um, for finishing a 5K run. I mean, whatever it may be, if there's a goal, there has to be a plan, because without a plan, you're not going to get anywhere. It's just kind of a pipe dream. Now, motivation is kind of what makes that pipe dream Come true, and it kind of starts back with the plan. So, it's which came first, the motivation or the plan? I'm not really sure, but I do know that the plan will keep you motivated. And understanding when your mind starts to waver and go into some of those negative self talk, um, how to change it and how to be realistic and maybe pop yourself in the head and say, Hey, wait a minute, that's not the way I'm supposed to think. So, the One of the courses that we're working on is something that helps with that as far as um, making you understand why you're doing this, why you're thinking this way, why it's all working together, and how to make it to be the most productive mindset so that you have constant motivation because it can be done. Yeah, and I know, not constant like 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, but you know what? More than not. So we're going to be putting together some of these details, so make sure that you're on any one of our uh, email lists, and if you do, you'll be getting some information on it, and you can tell me if that's something that is interesting to you or stuff that you really don't think is going to help or, you know, whatever the case may be. Feedback is always, always important, and even if it's constructive criticism, that's fine too, or if it's something that you, you know, want to see done, that's that's great as well. Um, the... the The way we're going right now is we're kind of leaning towards the video. We had some issues with it when we were doing the Quick Fit Club, and so we kind of put that on the back burner. Um, However, if you did use the Quick Fit Club videos, and they're still up. You can still access them and work out with them. Um, If you did use them and you like them and you like that format for um, the website, let me know. Because as of right now, um, we're kind of gearing towards some of these other courses that we're going to do online. And of course, you know, with the video interaction and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you really benefited from the Quick Fit Club workout videos and you want to see something like that continue as far as a different workout system each month, um, I will definitely... Put it on the top of the priority list and see if we can't get that rolling and be consistent with it. I mean, that's the biggest thing. We can do it, but uh, the consistency is not always there. Um, kind of like with the podcast sometimes, it's it's not as consistent and it just bugs me. So I want to make sure that if we're going to do something, we can be consistent. So you'll know exactly what to expect and when to expect it. So that's a, a whole lot of feedback that you have to give me in this motivation section. So in case you didn't know, you can... Send me a message on the Facebook page Fit Girl USA. Um, obviously, Twitter is going to limit you, but you can certainly do something there. That's at Fit Girl, with uh, all small letters. I don't know what sometimes it makes a difference with the case sensitive. Uh, send me an email directly, Kira at FitnessMakeover.com, Kira at AllInOneWorkout.com. Um, go to any one of my websites and you can link from there. So the more I hear from you, the better. And of course, hit that survey and send it to your friends. Um, I think I, we sent out when we sent out the survey at the beginning that we're not going to put anybody on an email list. If you send this to your friends and ask them to take the survey, they're, they're not going to end up with any additional emails um, unless they're already on one of our... Email lists. So, I mean, I'm not going to bombard anybody with anything because that's not the point. The point is just to get some information and find out what the priority is for most people so that we can start focusing more on one. Um, Because, as you know, there is motivation, there is training, and there is nutrition. And I kind of feel like there's a lot of information out there on nutrition and training. And even just the stuff that I've done on the podcast, which you can follow, or some of the different programs that are on uh, Club Fit or Quick Fit Club. And that's a little easier, I think, to get good information on there, even though there's a lot of misinformation. But the motivation part is so hard to grasp for some people. And I think that's one of the things that we need to focus on and figure out a way to help more people keep their motivation. So hopefully any or all of that made sense. I don't know. It's getting towards the end of the day. So I don't know how much sense I'm making at all. So I am just going to say that I look forward to seeing the surveys and seeing what you all want most. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.